It all started with four pastors, two interns, and one slightly unhealthy obsession with Gordon Ramsay. It's the last Oh, and a dream. We, we had a really big dream. To raise $100,000 for Project Rest, whose sole mission is restoring hope to survivors of sexual exploitation. That sounds like a good cause to me. And welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we talk about fitness and faith on a weekly basis. And we all need motivation, maybe to lose weight or get stronger physically or get closer to God as we all seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Ah, the holiday season is here. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. As this episode comes out, we're just a little more than a week away from Thanksgiving and then uh, Christmas a month after that. Hard to believe uh, 2022 is just flying by. We're talking today about uh, two of my favorite things, food and Jesus. Uh, you know, not in that order, obviously, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, um, I love Jesus and uh, I love eating and, and cooking food as well. I, I wish I could be a, a better cook. Maybe you feel that way as well. Um, you know, I can get a recipe and make something or, you know, follow directions. But I really would like to kind of, you know, watch the Food Network here and there. In fact, uh, my, my wife and I and our daughter, I love to watch Supermarket Stakeout where you have four competitors on an hour-long show and they have to go buy groceries from people coming out of the grocery store. they got 45 minutes to do that and to cook something, whatever that theme of that particular uh, stage of the competition is. So it's pretty cool if you get a chance to check it out. And speaking of food, uh, later in this podcast, after my conversation that you're about to listen to, I'm going to give you uh, my favorite foods for Thanksgiving, what the things that I look forward to the most at that big feast, and also what are some of my go-to things to eat uh, before uh, and maybe during and after big runs that are like 10, 20, 30 miles long, uh, what, what do I eat? Well, I'm going to let you know. The gentleman I'm talking to today, and in fact, is the organizer of a new cooking competition here in Columbus, Georgia, between um, almost a dozen local church youth. I'm going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. But uh, Justin Gaston, who calls himself a digital creator, which he's very talented at that. Uh, he's always dreaming up fun ways to tell stories. So, uh, you know, he does things that, that, that I do, uh, you know, for my job. He is a storyteller through video, which is what I do. He's also in ministry as a pastor. So I'm going to introduce you to him, but, uh, but, you know, looking at his Instagram page, if you just search Justin Gaston, that's G-A-S-T-O-N on Instagram, you'll see some really cool quick videos, you know, 20 seconds, 45 seconds, where he uh, kind of fast paced shows you how to make things, uh, um, you know, easy, easy waste, and it shows you all the ingredients in these quick, fun, entertaining videos. So here's a quick clip of uh, what some of those uh, sound like. So you want to make some chicken fried rice? I got you. You're going to need a wonderful onion, some beautiful garlic, and a carrot. Yum. Think of some peas, some scallions, and one egg. Beautiful. Oh, peanut oil. Very important. These sauces, and then chicken. Rice, of course. It's the most important thing. Cut up everything you need. Make it look beautiful. Add the sauces into the chicken. Now it's time to cook everything separately. Chicken, separate. Veggies, separate. Rice and egg, separately. And then everybody gets to know each other in the walk. Ooh. 
And uh, Justin Gaston also has uh, some great videos he's put out. Uh, he just loves to just entertain folks and uh, you know reach out, you know, kind of bring some light to this world because we we've been through a lot of darkness. Uh, a lot of us have, and so he just wants to make people smile, make people you know be happy. He's done some videos about you know how he's uh, did a hundred push-ups, sit-ups, and um, air squats daily for a week. What that was like for him uh, as a new dad, and also uh, read for two hours daily for a week. And so, uh, you know, pretty cool to see his reaction to those things. And uh, like I mentioned to you earlier, he is one of the organizers, one of the pastors uh, that is the brainchild behind STL Cooking Competition. STL Kitchen is the official name of it. STL standing for Speed the Light Kitchen. And uh, the goal here is to raise a bunch of money, I think $100,000 for rescuing kids and women from sex trafficking all around the world. A big, huge issue that uh, is really plaguing us. And um, they've got about 10 local church youth, teenagers, mostly high schoolers, that are competing. And I'm I'm looking forward to being a judge here in the next uh, few weeks for this competition, along with some uh, local chefs of some great restaurants here in town. Again, this all taking place in Columbus, Georgia. And uh, we're going to tell you about how you can uh, go to stlkitchen.org to watch these episodes. It's going to be eight streaming episodes. They're going to kick off uh, this Friday, November 18th, the first episode coming out. Going to be real entertaining, high-quality video, and uh, going to be uh, fun with the judges and these kids and seeing uh, them make uh, grilled cheeses, steaks, all kinds of stuff. I'm looking forward to eating some of it. Here's a quick preview of that show that hopefully you'll get a chance to watch real soon. We took a look for Jesus, Students, Food Network, and Golden Ramsey. And put them all together to create Speed the Light Kitchen. We're on the set right now. I don't know if you caught that. It's a four-week, eight-episode show featuring ten students from all over the city of Columbus. Some who have been cooking for years, and some, some who are learning as they go. And they're going to be cooking to raise money and awareness for Project Rescue. So you have the opportunity to donate to your favorite student to keep them on the show. The more funds the student raises, the more advantages they'll have to stay on the competition. But ultimately, this is a competition, and there can only be one Be The Light Kitchen champion. So make sure you support your students, and we can raise this money. So he explained it all, and Justin's also going to tell you in our uh, chat today for the podcast about how you can donate and uh, where that money is going to. Pastor Justin Gaston is a student ministries uh, director at North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia, just south of Atlanta. Also the director there of something called CLC, Columbus Leadership Campus. It's a leadership college uh, here in West Georgia. He and his wife, Cassie, are also full owners of Wildside Creative Company, where Justin produces wedding films, and they do all kinds of videography and uh he is also a new dad to young zion and uh who is not quite a year old yet and uh he also you know we talk about faith fitness all kinds of things in this uh fun conversation he really has a passion for making youtube tiktok any kind of videos where uh, anything random, just to make people smile, make people happy and uh, entertain, but also as a form of ministry. We're going to talk to him about that. And also, um, he lost about 30 pounds about three years ago. And and I was just telling him, he looks really good. He's kept some of that off and and, and doing great. Uh, I'm not sure. Thanksgiving and Christmas, we might. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm going to probably gain a few pounds during that time, but it's exciting. We're going to talk to him about that since we, uh, you know, uh, talk about fitness on this podcast. Uh, But I wanted to start off with uh, something, Justin. By the way, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I know you're a busy man with a lot of different, wearing a lot of different hats. I'm glad Cassie let you come and spend some time (laughs) with us. So I appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm excited. 
Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you know, I know that people may, around here may know you from like, I think this was five years ago, yeah. Uh, yeah. where you had a viral video, you and a couple buddies, um, and uh, that are also still involved in entertainment and ministry in different ways, uh, did this viral video called Christmas in Columbus. Yes. We're talking about Columbus, Georgia, Colga. Yeah. And um, so I actually, I wanted to play some of that uh, for folks to listen to and, and get a sense of uh, what this video was all about. We having Christmas in Columbus this year. We just came to slay, but we can't find good old Saint Nick because he's chilling at Chick fil A. It's just a Christmas in Columbus. Yeah, it's just a Christmas in Columbus. J Gas. Wake up in the morning, something woke me from my sleep. The house was rocking side to side, and something's up in my chimney. Go downstairs to check, and all I see is. <laughs> and uh, it, it was great. I mean, you guys are just having fun going to do yeah. different landmarks and stuff like that. So, you know, um, was that surprising to you? You know, Christmas in Columbus, you know, one of those viral videos um, and still people talking about it to this day yeah, as yeah. the holiday approaches. And so uh, for you guys, did you have any kind of goal? When, I mean, because you said it got what, a bunch of views on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, like over like 100,000 on, on Facebook. And so honestly, uh, have you ever been to Iron Bank? Yeah, yeah. Iron Bank, the coffee shop. Yes, yeah. yeah, the coffee shop. So we were sitting on the second level of Iron Bank, and we were sitting there just kind of hanging out. Uh, and I was like, "Will, like, I want to make this video, doing all this different stuff." There's guy Ethan Lamb. He's the one that produced the beat, uh, made all the music behind it, and I had this idea. And then the next weekend, like within two weeks, we had shot it and filmed it and like put it up there. And we were just trying to have some fun. And actually, if you go, if you find it on Facebook somewhere, if you you know are committed, uh, you can actually <laughs> go through all the comments and you can find someone that commented like. Hey, I was sitting in Iron Bank when you guys came up with this idea. <laughs> so like they overheard us talking and you know, about just planning to make a fun video and it turned into one of the most like fun, like memorable things like I'll never forget. Wow. Uh, doing and like being a part of the city, you know, like that's what I love to do, telling stories and like uh, it was cool, like that whole after it blew up, like that whole a while after people would just be like, Are you from that video? And, like <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it's like the and it's cool just to be known to for bringing joy in yeah. like in 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 a season, and so and you're the, you're the tall one in the video with the, with the Christmas sweater yes, on, yeah. yes, that is me, ha hanging me. out with Santa Claus yes, yes. and and uh, Will Oliver yes. who's in that video. He's a he's an actor now who's done a bunch of things. So maybe you helped launch his career, yeah, no, he, I will, he, yeah. rapper slash actor. Yes, you know? he needs. Yeah, Will remember that if you're listening. Uh, you know, don't don't forget us when you're at the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> that's right or the Oscars right? yeah, yeah whatever whatever he wants to do yeah well uh, Justin tell me about you know you were just talking a little bit about that but you know you you were telling me you know off mic that you um, you know obviously you have a talent a gift from God to to make entertaining videos and just have fun be yourself but tell me about your passion for making those videos maybe to make people smile, something random, or maybe it's a way to, to minister to folks. Yeah. Because we, you know, we've been through, obviously, you know, up and down dark times. We just came out of the COVID pandemic. And yeah. so just you know, anything to get people just to kind of be in a good mood. Right? Yeah, you know, I've always told myself like my calling and like in life is like a passion is telling stories. Whether I'm telling a story through a sermon, whether I'm telling a story through a video or just having a conversation with you. Like I love the power of story and the fact that I can like, put something online and like it has no limits you know i can sell, make a video about christmas in columbus and someone in columbus ohio can hear it and be like <laughs> man this is great and like it doesn't have any bounds and stuff and so i've always uh, been creative i've always liked to like 
getting into random things. And I found, I didn't find video as like a means of that until college. Uh, one of my, my roommate was uh, did video editing and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so I would make start making random stuff, and like just always tell my students, people like, hey, how'd you get good at making videos? I tell them, just put the reps in. You know, like if you scroll, I don't delete anything. So if you scroll far enough back in my YouTube career, you'll be like, man, he was not that good at this. <laughs> but I leave it there because it's like proof and evidence that like anybody can can do and you can grow and you can develop. But like going back to like my passion for it, like I just. It brings this like brings me so much joy um, when I'm able to move someone. It's any emotion, you know. Whether I make a video that's more serious and it really kind of inspires someone to want to be passionate about something, or whether it's just a fun video that's like puts a smile on somebody's face, you know. If I can create a YouTube channel, if I can create a platform that someone can come to, um, and they know if they click on a video, they're gonna feel joy and they've had a, a rough day. Like that's a win for me, you know. I've always told people like. Be like, hey, do you want to be a successful YouTuber or whatever? I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool to have like you know a ton of subscribers and do stuff like that. But like, if I can just create a community of like five thousand people that like love watching my videos and it brings them true joy, then that's that's a win. Like, I don't need to monetize anything for real. Like, it would just be <laughs> that's a win for me personally. Yeah. And your uh, the the title you have on your Facebook page is digital creator. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what you your your title for yourself. Yeah. So nowadays with technology, even in the last ten or twenty years, it's advanced so much mm-hmm. that we used to have to use the camcorders. I remember back in the day when getting home videos of my kids, but now we have these smartphones that yeah. take some really quality videos. So have you found that you know maybe uh, like you said that anybody can do it nowadays? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like the the power of technology has created this. You, you, anybody can be that storyteller. Yeah, yeah. There is. I always tell people like, don't get caught up into like the gear of doing things. Like the first wedding film I filmed was a camera that didn't have a viewfinder. It was a back screen, and like I had one lens, and I was like, I'm just gonna do it, you know. And you can get so caught up in the gear and be like, oh, I have to do this, but like, it doesn't matter like what you use to tell the story as long as you know how to tell the story. And the only way you're gonna get better at doing that is by doing it, you know. Yeah. And you can get so caught up in your head about like man, you know, I need this, and when I get this, or when this time comes, like, I'm going to start, and, like, in nine times out of ten, if you wait, then someone else is going to start, and yeah. you're going to be even, even more behind, you know, and so I, I, I full-heartedly believe that, you know, I used to really be in my head a lot about creating and putting stuff out there, I was talking to my students today about the fact that, like, sharing things and putting it out there is scary, um, but, like, there's so much freedom, and, like, I was like, what are, I asked them, hey, who are some people that have inspired you? You know, and they were like, you know, they were like, Sadie Robinson, and all these different people. And I was like, what if they were scared to share? And they were like, man, man that would stink. Because they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't have the inspiration, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, be, I, I had to tell myself, like, let me share, let me put stuff out there, let me use what I have, and, let, and the doors can be opened, you know? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes um, the perception of people, especially maybe outside the church, of pastors is maybe these older guys that are in the suit and uh, kind of you know, be maybe stuffy and kind of, you know, sitting uh, behind the pulpit and preaching. And I mean, whether that's a positive or a negative perception for folks, but, you know, um, maybe, you know, you putting together these viral videos and having some fun and, and maybe that's different than the perception of normal church and ministry. Do you, is that something that's, that's purposeful for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not, not to say that you're against, like, no, you know. No, no, yeah, I yeah. think it is, because like, I, I think that I want to always be 100% a thousand myself, you know, but, like, because of that and I because of what I do, I find myself in scenarios where I may be surrounded by a lot of the people that don't believe in the Lord and stuff, and then I'm able to be in those areas and then share my perspective. I don't hide that 
I'm a part of the church. I don't hide that like I'm doing that. Like maybe I'm making videos about Columbus or food or different stuff like that. But whenever someone might send me a DM like, hey, how did you shoot this? How did you make this? What do you do? What's your job? I'm like, I'm a pastor. And like, oh, you know, that opens up a door of <laughs> yeah, conversation, yeah. you know? And so it really honestly creates a window because I work in a church. I lead ministry school students. I'm there all the time. So it really does open up a window for me to fulfill that great commission and have a window where people may not be church, but they're willing to hear from me because like of the fact that I'm putting myself out there through this this video creation, you know, and so I'm out able to meet people from all different walks of life and then have the opportunity to share the Lord with them because of, you know, how I choose to live and how I try to open up that door through storytelling and like making things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of video and ministry and kind of putting the two together and trying to find unique ways to get people to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, is you have this cooking competition that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a STL kitchen. I know I've seen it on Instagram. Stands for Speed the Light, and you've got ten youth uh, from three different churches in Columbus, Georgia area. Assembly of God churches, North Highland, Evangel, and uh, Solid Rock. And um, so they're gonna. Um, I guess it's gonna be a fierce competition, but, yes. but for fun. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, t- yeah. tell me about how you guys came up with the idea and what exactly it will involve. Yeah. So. I um, I don't know if you've, you've been on my Instagram, but recently I've gotten really into cooking. Like I love making things, these short little videos about cooking. It's just really fun to me. And so me and my wife have always loved watching cooking competition, cooking shows and stuff. You're not going to be the next Food Network star? Or I mean, who knows? knows? You know, maybe I'll be <laughs> the next one to beat Bobby Flay. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> um, but I was watching these shows and I'm always in the back of my head, like if you know me, then I'm, I'm always thinking of something. And there's always something like I'm planning on building or doing something or making. And so in the back of my mind, I've always been like, I could like, this would be a really cool fundraiser. Like this would be, like I'd watch like Master Chef or like all these different things. I'm like, that'd be so cool to do like one day. And so like, I just had these ideas. And so one day, um, we uh, all the churches in North Island, uh, not in North Island, in Columbus, um, got together. I've always had this mission of like, hey, we should do things together. We are all together. Let's like have fun and community and stuff like that. So we got together, and we were gonna we planned this thing called the Kogel Party. We we're like, hey, we're getting these churches together. We're gonna have a fun time. And so while we got to, on the youth pastor got together, Sarah Nell and Max Samples, Clayton Shirley, myself got together. We were just planning this night, and at the end of the meeting, Max is like, hey, I have this idea. Uh, for like a, a fundraiser like I can't really give a lot of details yet but like I'll get back to you and so we're all about to leave and I was like well I have this idea that I've thought about for a long time and like I can tell you about it and so like I floated the idea of the cooking competition and we ended up like talking for another two hours about like we were, uh, about the idea of making this happen and so this was back in um, uh, July um, and we wow. were just like doing this and ever since then we've met like once a week twice a week just like planning uh, speed like kitchen and what it is and what it can stand for and um, I cannot lie I'm nervous I want we want to raise money um, we want to raise money and awareness for Project Rescue to help you know rescue girls uh, out of the sex slavery and it's like really big big thing you know yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to make sure you, we honor that and that we do have, we have fun in this competition but the students understand like my, my biggest thing is that I want the students to understand and to know they can be a part of something huge you know, that that through them using their talents and abilities and giving up their time, because these students are giving up four Saturdays. And I, I don't know about you, when you were in high school, like near that age, Saturdays are big. You know, you're in school, you want to rest, you want to do stuff, but they're giving up their Saturdays to, to be on this competition, to help raise awareness, to, to give of their time, and, and hopefully the other people will give to them to help raise this money. And I would love if, like, they remember these moments, these weeks for the rest of their lives, because they were able to 
help uh, the money is going directly to help build a school overseas to help save these these young girls and that would wow. just be awesome yeah and this is uh 10 are they high schoolers middle schoolers yeah so there are nine high schoolers and one middle schooler well, okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah um and so uh and obviously the you know there's like three from one church three from another church four from another church and so how is this competition going to work because i mean obviously you know there's going to be winners and losers yes, I mean, that, yes, that's yes. how a competition yes, works. yes. Yeah. so we're all friends here alone but there's only <laughs> one winner um so what's going to happen is every single uh week they'll come together and so um, students don't know some of this. Maybe if you listen to the podcast, they'll be able to get a little, oh. get a little background information, <laughs> a little information there. Um, and so the first episode, there's not going to be any like eliminations. We're just going to be like really assessing, like, hey, like you know, where are they at? What things are what, what are happening? And with their their cooking skills. Um, and so they're actually be more of a reward for them winning. So every episode, they'll come together and they will um, eventually end up going into teams. Um, and when they're in teams, they'll be able to split off and we will judge them uh, based on their cooking ability and then also on the money that they've raised. And so when a, uh, when a group of kids go into elimination, um, it is based upon whether they have the best, whether the best or worst chef that week and how much money they've raised. Gotcha. So if little Timmy over here is the worst chef that's burnt his steak, then he'll go to the elimination. And then also, you know, say uh, you know, Susie uh, raised oh, like $5 and like, hey, everyone else has raised like 100 bucks. And so they have the opportunity in that moment to cook for their life, essentially. Um, and so like they could cook, make a great dish, the judges save them. Um, and then someone is eliminated, and wow. people are eliminated. Yeah. So basically, it's going to it's. We wanted to kind of make it even of like your cooking ability can save you, but also you need to raise money too. So uh, it's not just one or the other that can save you from elimination. Food and money. Yeah, you know, like the thing that drives <laughs> the universe. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, how can you know, people that are listening to the podcast they want to know well, how can I watch this cooking competition? Is it going to be on TV? Going to be on YouTube or streaming? What's yeah, the, yeah. Uh, we're going to have a YouTube channel, and we're also going to have a Facebook page where we're communicating. Kidding with with things, but if you just search "speed like kitchen," um, they're one of one. So, <laughs> so um, you'll be able to find it and be able to follow along, um, and then hopefully fall in love with some of these students. And uh, the way it works is that they each have their own individual giving pages, you know, and so you'll be able to support. Uh, say you know you one of the students that you maybe you don't know them and you're just watching as a, a person in Columbus and you say, "Hey, I really love what this student had to say because I have time to be." Uh, interview kind of like a real cooking competition to have little talking head interviews alongside of their cooking and stuff um, and be able to donate to them and help them further themselves along in the competition. And because, you know, uh, some people think, well, you know, uh, some churches doing a cooking competition, it's it's not going to be like maybe like it's going to be not quality video. But I yeah. mean, obviously, you're a professional at this now and you've got other people that are working with you that know what they're doing. Got you know, Make sure you have the right equipment. So this is going to be a, a pretty high quality production. That's what we're, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying. We just I ordered some equipment there to get um, there. We have some things donated. And so. I am very, I also nerd out about all this stuff, but I'm very passionate. I want it to look good. You right, know, if we're yeah. going to do it, we're going to make it happen. We're going to try to do it to the best of our ability. And we want people to be, I want people to be surprised. I want them to be like, oh, was this, you know, on the Food Network? <laughs> and then I want someone that works at Food Network to be like, we want to sponsor next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and also, I mean, doing things excellently. Yeah. And because you're, you're raising money for a ministry thing that you want to honor God by doing yeah. it the, doing it to the yeah, highest ability, right? 100%, 100%. And so, like, Max, um, shout out to Max. He helped build some countertops and some uh, things where, like, the, it just looks, the set is, it looks really good. Um, so we're, I'm just excited for people to see what we've been working on, what we've been putting effort in and into and we had someone graciously in the city donated some 
commercial space for us to use for the to build in and stuff. And so it's just been like God's already been opening up doors, you know. And so like I knew we would do the show like you know five six months ago, but did I think we'd be where we we're at? And it looked like it did. Like I I'm also surprised. I'm just blown away by like what God has already done and to think that hey in four or five more weeks like you can keep doing more awesome stuff that's that's amazing now are the judges or hosts i mean nobody's going to be mean it's going to be a uh, nice yes no no, uh, no chef constructive <laughs> criticism only you know <laughs> not hell's kitchen this no is a, no heaven's no. kitchen yes perhaps, yes like <laughs> they're not going to be calling anybody any donuts like uh like gordon ramsay does <laughs> that's right exactly so if you actually know if you, if you go to our instagram you click the link that's in the bio there it'll take you to a, spa- a space where you can just like see the kids name see pictures and click there and donate directly to that student wow that's awesome that's awesome well i I know you've been uh, busy with that, getting all that together. So when will the first episode come out? Yeah, the first episode premieres on the 18th. And so, yeah, it will come out. We're about to make it happen. It's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. (laughs) And this will be a good timing because it's right before Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And and there's going to be eight episodes overall, I think, because the plan. Yeah, over four weeks, so two two, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Wow. Episodes will come out. That's awesome. So I'm going to be in the lab (laughs) working. Busy editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're not busy, you know, editing and shooting and hosting something like this and and doing all your jobs, you're also a dad. Yes. And a husband. Yes. That's probably your top job. Yes, yes. Um, My favorite job. And you've got... uh, Zion, who's yeah. eight months old, yeah. uh, you and Cassie. Tell me about that, what that's been like, you yeah. know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, being that new dad, because I mean, obviously this, uh, he was born uh, earlier, uh, earlier this year? Yeah, right? March, yep. Wow. Yeah, and so, um, dude, uh, March March 11th changed my life. You know, uh, it was a, it's really such a, I know anybody that's a father, it's like, you can't really quantify the feeling. It's like, man. It's so hard to put into words. Yeah, it's like, it's great, it's good, but all those words feel like it doesn't, measure up to what you really felt in the moment where, like you held like your son or daughter for the first time you know and so uh love him to death uh he is uh if you meet him he's always smiling he's always happy and that just makes me like people are always like i never like he's always happy and i'm like yes you know i hope that <laughs> hope he carries that spirit you know throughout everything and it's just been you know and it has been it has been challenging but i think that it, the good and far outweighs the bad, you know. Like yes, like the you know the, the quintessential things. And yeah, we were up more at night. We did those different things, but like, you know, I would love to focus more on the fact that like we do things as a family, and I'm getting to, to see my son and my wife like discover new things about themselves. You know, like yeah. yes, we've been married for a while now, but like she's never seen me be a dad. I never get to see her be a mom. So it's like a whole new discovery of like you know just watch her being nurturing and loving towards her son, and watching him discover like the other day he he caught for the first time. And then, like, we thought he was sick, but then he just started coughing because he learned that he could make the sound. He's like, ooh, listen to this sound. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was like, you're not sick. You're just, like, making this. So it's, like, (laughs) learning, like, new things, and he's about to start crawling and stuff. And so it's, like, wild to just watch, you know, your your pride and joy develop and, like, learn new things, like, in real time, you know? And so it's been really cool. It's been an amazing feeling. This is your blood, your legacy, you know? Yeah, yeah. uh, so it's amazing. Now, and also, you know, a lot of times you hear from pastors and whether the student ministries or senior pastors or whatever, that, that ministry is really a family affair. And so uh, is that the case for you guys as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. And that's because uh, you balance it, but like it's something that like, you know, even though maybe Cassie may not work at the church, she is, you know, she's married to Justin, so she works with yeah. the church. Yeah, so te- actually Cassie does work at the oh, church as well. Oh, she does, okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Oh, she as does. well, no, yeah. So, but it's been, it's, it's, but it's always been, so this is a, the first time that we have actually been on staff together but like wow. at other churches like it was exactly what you said like she was 
even though she worked may have worked at Starbucks, but she was still at events helping be ministering with young girls and being there. She's always been a essential part of like ministry and how we've done life and stuff. And so, you know, like Zion's been up at the church, all the students at CLC and Real Life love them so much. Um, uh, they, the Real Life students call him Basil Boy. I don't know how that happened. Basil Boy. Basil Boy. Why yeah. is all this cooking that you're yes, doing? Yes, it perhaps? was because I, in the beginning <laughs> of one of my videos, I said, you're going to need some basil. And some of the girls thought that was hilarious. And and then basil became like a thing, a term of endearment. In yeah, the, in the alliteration, life. Basil yeah, Boy. Yeah, basil. And then now he's, he's, he's the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Basil Boy. So Kathy doesn't love it, but they they love it a lot. <laughs> so. Well, he'll I mean, and, and he'll grow up, you know, and and because he might spend as much time as the church as he does at home. Perhaps. Yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. Know who knows. yeah, it's like and it means surrounded by people that love him. You know, that's one of the biggest things. Like be able to go to church and know that like. My college students, uh, you know, the the high schools, middle school students, they all they love him. You know, they love my family, and they're just to walk in and to know that like the feeling of being welcomed, you know, and like yeah, knowing that there's a ton of people in your corner, you know, and I feel like that's how church should feel for anybody, you know, yeah. that you should walk in and there's people should, you should know that like, if I walk in that building, like I'm going to be loved. You Even know, if I'm, um, I've had a really rough day, yep. I, I didn't get much sleep. You yep, know? yep. Yeah, you're going to be surrounded by people that are encouraging, that are lift you up, they're going to make you feel awesome. Yeah. You know? So will uh, Zion be allowed to try some of the things that the chefs are making for STL um, Kitchen? As long as they're not over-seasoned. You know, uh, <laughs> yesterday, actually. Just, just basil. Yes, yeah, just basil. <laughs> you know, yesterday, you tried chicken for the first time. You Ooh, know, and then, so okay. like, I, I was like, Cassie, I season it. She's like, no salt. I'm like, what is that? How do I cook without salt? Maybe I have to worry about blood pressure at, yeah, yeah. at this stage. Maybe. Who knows? You, you know, know but but, you know, he, he was trying it and just discovering, again, discovering new things and stuff. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll try some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about, you know, um, church, you know, and how you and Cassie both work at church. And you, you work uh, as a student ministries director, director of CLC, this, you know, helping with leadership and uh, and then also trying to have a home life. So how do you balance all that? And, yeah. and, and also you guys, you know, obviously own the Wild Side Creative Company. So you're doing videos whenever you can. Yeah. So how do you make sure, like, you know, that you have enough time to develop? vote to all those things. Yeah, so I have to be very disciplined in like my time management and like really using my calendar. Uh, me and my me and my natural form, like I'm not like it is not. <laughs> it's a learned behavior to be organized. Uh, yes. But uh, I've had to really get into my schedule and really. Um, I stop making like to do lists. Uh, I do make to do lists, but like I block time. Uh, that makes sense. So I, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day. You know, if you're a regular sleeper, you sleep for eight of those. And so you have to maximize the amount of time that you have, yeah. you know. And so if you look at my calendar, you'll see that there's not just, like, little blips of, like, this is what you do. But, like, I block out entire time. So, like, um, for instance, I know, like, hey, I'm at church for four hours. I'm at I'm with Jason, you know, I'm doing this podcast. So I marked out an hour, you know. And so, like, I know what time I have left. And I'm able to, like, actually block out time. But, like, hey, if you look at my calendar, there's a piece of another that says meeting with myself. Like, and that's sacred to me. Like, I need to have that meeting to love, like, hey, where am I at? Where can I look at these things? And so I try to make sure that there is time in the day that's scheduled. And make sure also, like, family time and time with Cassie. Like, it seems, like, really meticulous, but, like, I, I intentionally know that if it is not scheduled, then, like, my personality, I'll jump around and do whatever I want to do. So, like, I make time so that... I'm not being un untruthful. Someone's like, hey, can you do this for me on Tuesday? And I'm like, no, I got some time scheduled. I'm going to make sure that I'm 
with my wife and doing things. And like, am I a robot? And I'm like, only time I'm hanging out with you, Cassie, is this time. Not, <laughs> not, not at all. But I want to make sure that I don't compromise that time. Sure. And that, that time is sacred and stuff. And so, you know, on certain days, that I'm, I'm doing things for Wildside. I'm making making videos and I'm doing that stuff. And there, there are certain days I schedule, like, hey, I'm going to go see a movie. Because, like, you have to also schedule things you enjoy. Like um, self-care is what yeah, you call Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, making sure that, like, you're not just running on, on 100 and then you do that for three weeks and then you have nothing to give for four, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and so uh, do you also, you know, some people, you, you hear about some people making a, maybe it's on their phone and a calendar or something else, making time for like, okay, I need to be in the word or in prayer. I need to spend this time with God and setting aside. Some people do it like early five or six in the morning. Some people do it at night. Um, is that something for yeah, you that, yeah. that, that's, that you have to kind of do on purpose yeah. to make sure it happens? Yeah. So I'm really intentional about um, my environment and stuff. So I really like this, like recently, I said like an automation on my have like Google Homes at home. Like at, every morning at six, like softly, it starts to play worship music. So as soon as I wake up, like the environment is like, oh, some worship music while I'm making my coffee or getting ready and doing some stuff. Like I don't give myself an opportunity to be distracted by like anything else. Like, or be in a bad mood because you yeah. just woke yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is good, you know? Um, but I love like going to the gym. Um, you know, when I'm in that, that good routine, going to the gym. I'll come back, you know, I'll make some food, like, you know, some eggs or something like that, and then I'll open up the Bible, read, do some some self-reflection and stuff. It's been full transparency, you know. Um, it's been harder since uh, Zion's been bored because I really love mornings. Mornings were my thing. Mornings are, like, where my brain, I, I feel freshest. And so, like, finding that new schedule of, like, okay, Zion's awake. You know, it used to just be mornings. Cassie likes to sleep in more so, so I would have, like, two or three hours of, like, okay, I can kind of Kind of quiet time. Yeah, yeah. yeah to do what you, and, and no distractions. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, now Zion, Zion works up at seven, you know. And so, like, I'm like, okay, well, uh, now I'm, if I get a, I gotta give a five if I want anything, you know. Yeah. But finding that time and understanding that's important, you know, and, like, balancing that and not, I had to tell myself I, I could, I didn't have to feel guilty because I had to switch my routine or move things different because, like, that's life, you know? And, like, the Lord is concerned with my heart. I think it would be a bigger issue if I wasn't, didn't think about how I can adjust or change my routine. I'm just like, oh, whatever. But because, like, he knows, like, just, like, I'm trying. Like, okay, like, to find a new rhythm and find a new flow um, in this new season of life. And I'm proud to say that I'm finding that, you know, in in fatherhood and doing that stuff and finding the time that I can and what I can do to, um, to grow in that and find that time, yeah. yeah. We were talking uh, before uh, the interview about how, um, you know, Pastor Dennis Lacey at North Highland, uh, him who just recently kind of retired and passed the mantle on to his son, uh, Brad Lacey, I had both of them on the podcast last uh, summer uh, for Father's Day. And so with, you know, you have leaders at your church like that and maybe other mentors, other fathers. So do you look to other dads maybe that have that have kids that are five or maybe grown kids yeah, and yeah. do you kind of kind of bounce ideas off them and say, hey, listen, how do you, how do you, how did you do that? And yeah. Is that something that you, is, is helpful for you? Yeah. It's been really cool. And it's also like the, the, the see other fathers or talk to other fathers and just uh, even sometimes like non-verbally just kind of like sitting back and like seeing how how does the in, in, in a restaurant how is the dad handling his kid that's like having a hard day and like not wanting to be there like you know is are they being really stern and mean or they like trying to be understanding and like felt the issue and understand how it affects mom and maybe the other kids that are there and stuff like that you know so being observant and really um, paying attention to how those things are happening and sometimes taking notes of like man okay I think that's that's awesome and sometimes taking notes of like okay I don't, I don't want to do that here's how not, yeah. not to do it and also like with the scope of like the internet and stuff like being able to see examples from people and um, feedback from people 
um, online, you know. And but I, the thing that I've learned the most is like, and you can get so much advice from everyone, and but like, it's almost going to be extremely helpful. But some of it, your, your kids, all kids are different, you know. And so like, I sometimes I find myself being in my head of like, okay, well, they said this would work, and it's not working. <laughs> you know, they were wrong. Uh, yes, but like knowing that they didn't raise Zion, they raised you know their child, which is fine. And so. Um, some things are going to help a lot, and sometimes I'm just going to have to figure out how Cassie and I are going to do it the best for our family. Yeah, yeah. I, I often will tell you know young couples because I have a I have an 18 year old and a 19 year old, so we've been through a lot of ups and downs, and, and it changes from the physical demands to the more the mental demands. But I tell young couples uh, that are married and, and they're about to have their first baby, I kind of encourage them in a, in a fun, funny way, but uh, that like, hey, make sure to go out on dates right now, mm-hmm. go to the movies, go out to dinner, and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, no, we'll have plenty of time for that, and and then they come to me later, like after their child's like one year old, and they're like, man, I really wish I would have done more of that yeah, uh, because yeah. now it's like everything you have to really kind of make a schedule and going on a vacation or going even out to eat with the family is a the it becomes a schedule event. yeah yeah it's the whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it's crazy um and you were talking about fitness earlier going to the gym mm-hmm. and we're getting ready to do this cooking competition yeah. so you know hopefully there'll be some great food for you to try yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you were telling me that you uh three years ago um you lost 30 pounds and by the way, how old are you now? I am 32. Okay, so this is when you're late 20s. Yeah. So you weren't quite midlife. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, But you lost 30 pounds. What? Okay, what motivated you? Because we talk about fitness on this podcast. Mm-hmm. What was your why there? Was it just like you were like, man, I want to look better? Or I don't yeah, know. yeah. So um, I've always like, there's two, there's twofold, right? The first thing was uh, one day we were walking up to our apartment and I was walking up one flight of stairs and I was winded. And I was like, I'm my late 20s, like, I should not be winded walking up one flight of stairs. This is bad. <laughs> that, that was the first level of, like, no one said anything to me. I was like, but in my brain, I'm like, no, I don't want that, you know? <laughs> and then the next was, um, honestly, like, because me and Cassie, like, you know, we've been married for um, over seven years now, and so, and hadn't had a child, and so I knew that was something you wanted, but we always, always talked about, like, you know, just want to take it slow and stuff, but I knew that I would be older, and I knew that, like, I don't want to be a, the dad that can't keep up. You know, I don't want to be the dad that, like, can't, he wants to go play outside and I'm sitting on the porch and I'm like, oh, dad, that'll get with you later, you know? So a lot of the why was that, like, I want to be the best version of myself and be able to, like, keep up, you know, with um, my kids. Like, today, and randomly, it's funny, we bring this up, but today we had a planking competition with some of the college kids and I came in third, you know? So, you know, <laughs> you know? Third out of three? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, plank, how long did you plank uh, for? A minute you? and 30. Minute 30? Yeah, that's pretty impressive, minute. Justin. All right, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, dude, are, you, are you hurting? Are you hurting? Uh, <laughs> probably, yet. usually it's like, for me, it's like tom- tomorrow morning, I'll be like, oh, man. What did I do that for? That's a little bit of a CrossFit action there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so tell me, that's the why. So, how did you do it? Was this like a strictly diet or exercise thing? It was diet and exercise. And so, um, I had a rule of no carbs after two. Okay. All right. So, I was very like, I don't want to go on a strict like keto or anything. No, no knocking to anyone that does those things. But like, I knew that like I had to develop something that was going to be sustainable for me to do. Forever, you know, that was big for me. I was like, I want to lose this weight. And I want to keep it off, and so I need to, to develop something that's like disciplines that aren't going to make me feel like horrible for not upkeeping them, you know. Um, so it was no carbs after two. So I was very like, I, so I could eat like you know, and I was trying to do smart carbs. So I like, you know, if I had a sandwich for lunch, it would be like a lot of healthy wheat bread stuff like that. But like 
for dinner, it was always lean and green, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, like, if I snack- so Chicken, it, vegetables. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so um, I went to the gym, I joined the gym, and I also invested in a trainer for the first um, like six months to eat, almost a year. Um, because like I understand, I'm very big on something my parents taught me is like, you know, you have to in, invest in things. You know, and like, you know, and I, you get what you put in a lot of times. And knowledge know? is power. Yeah, exactly. And so in my brain, I was like, hey, I would rather on the front end spend money on a trainer to actually educate me in how to exercise um, and, and diet and exercise. And then like that knowledge isn't going anywhere. And so I still go to the gym. I still remember the things about form. I still remember the things that like they taught me about like how to do things like sets and stuff like that. And I have an app that I use now that tells me what to work out. But the knowledge of like, you know, the time under tension, all the different stuff like that, I learned in my time, my season of having a, a trainer. And you weren't just reading in a book, you were actually doing it, so which probably helped you kind of yeah, retain that. Exactly, exactly, yeah. you know? And so I did those things and then, yeah, it was it was expensive, but I was able to like, you know, shift some things around, say no to some things, so I could say yes to other things. Um, and I really feel like it's really benefited my life, you know, a lot, you know? like, And it really was, honestly, was a, a catalyst for a lot of like the disciplines in my life like that doing that I can look back and be like that's where I started being more disciplined in my reading and uh, not just the Bible try to read other things and other stuff like that because I was not just developing muscle or losing weight I was developing discipline and that was allowing me to do more than I thought I could yeah because I mean things uh, you know discipline related to fitness related to faith kind of can really kind of spill out overflow to a lot of other parts of our lives like you're yeah. talking about yeah right? yeah and so it's been really cool you know I even got around that time I got comments from co-workers that I just I could tell there was a difference and like not even like physically but they were talking about spiritually that there was a difference in things so that was even more motivating and like so even if like someone's listening and they're like you know I can't afford a trainer but having someone that is really devoted to like holding you accountable is still huge that was a big part of me like I would weigh in with him, my trainer and I was like, I don't want to have to look at him and be like, I gained weight. It was, like, like, account- <laughs> it was accountability. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? And so even if it's like, yo, I can't afford this, but I can get a Planet Fitness men- membership and I can have someone's gonna hold me accountable and I'm gonna have to weigh in and do I want to look at them every week and be like, yeah, I have not been trying. And for, <laughs> for me, that is hor- like, I can't. I, that is a motivator beyond motivator. It's like I don't want anyone to be disappointed in me. <laughs> yeah. Now this cooking competition is this going to be temptations for you? I mean, are you going to be trying a lot of different maybe desserts or different uh, fried things that maybe See, it might you shouldn't? Be, or? Yeah. It's like you know, it, it, it's, it's my life for the gospel. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sacrifice. Yeah. You know, we're doing this, but, but I'm still going to try to maintain because again, I'm fresher. I don't know about you, but after I work out and I'm doing this, I feel more alert. And so I know that I'm going to need a lot of attention, a lot of energy. And I didn't understand, like, how people say they work out and have more energy until I started working out consistently. And so I'm going to need to work out. I'm going to need to have those things. And so, you know, it's all about balance. I'll go burn, you know, 500 calories, not like three, you know, so... Yeah. And and also you maybe, uh, you know, when you are, you know, have a steady routine where you're working out, whether it be the gym or running or playing tennis or whatever it is, you know, you maybe look at food differently. Mm -hmm. It's more of fuel versus like, I'm just eating for comfort because I just want to you know pick out. It's, It's more of like, I need you know, the, the, sometimes the sugar or the carbs. I need the yeah, fat. I yeah. need or the protein. Or you start to feel worse. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and this cooking competition, is it something that you feel like, um, you know, I mean, is there a goal with it? I mean, okay, well, first of all, I, we were talking about donation earlier. Um, how much money total do you hope to raise? You know, it's a big number. Like, right, we $100,000. Wow. It's like, it was what we've said in the meetings. And like, 
when we get there, I don't know, but like, it sounds like when you asked me that, I was like, I don't know if I want to say that because that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, but you gotta you gotta dream big. Yeah, yeah, you know. And if we do that, that means like they can they will we will be able to fully fund a school. Yeah, you know. And so like, uh, I would love to be able to be like, here's the money, go build a school. You know, I'm still gonna feel good to be like, here's the money to help you do that, but like. Go do this is, is our goal. Yeah. And for those maybe that are listening and we were talking about the, the cooking competition earlier um, and you were uh, talking about what it benefits, but um, it's STL Kitchen, so Speed the Light. For those who are not familiar, you know, Speed the Light obviously helps missionaries. But tell me about, because that's, that's a big uh, yeah. uh, kind of a beneficiary of a lot of fundraisers. Yeah, yeah. So Speed the Light is a, it's a missionary organization that equips missionaries with, you know, sometimes a sound, uh, sound equipment, sometimes cars and vehicles to reach different areas. Um, whatever they need to help help elevate the gospel and so a lot of times speed the light will partner with different missionary organizations to help things so specifically speed the light now we're partnering with project rescue and project rescue has a mission to help save these young girls these young women out of slavery and different things to bring safety to those things and so we thought hey what a great way to partner with our students and bring hey like these are real struggles and through your efforts you can like help save lives, you know? And so uh, Speed the Light really does uh, every single year, like they help, they, they, they partnered with organizations that build water wells in Africa, different things like that, that we are able to like take our students in any student ministry and say, hey, here's a cause, here's something we believe in, let's raise money, let's, you know, give sacrificially of our time, of our effort, of our, of our finances, um, to be able to believe in these things. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of the the youth that you know that you know, whether it be you know, youth groups in church like you guys are talking to, or just maybe people in general, are they really aware of the 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 you know the sex trafficking and how much it's grown and, and, and infested our world? I think yes and no. I think some students are, um, but I think that like some some students aren't at all. You know, and I think that. You know, it's our job as leaders in, 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 in the, you know, maybe in our town, in our city, and then leaders in our churches, um, to, to have to educate them. You know, I, I don't want to scare them, but I want them to be, to, to be knowledgeable and to know that, like, some people don't have the same safeties we have. You know, some people don't have the same modern conveniences that we have, and, like, they are scared to go anywhere, you know? And that is something that sometimes I think students may not understand because it's not the reality, you know? Uh, so anything that we can do to like help them understand that like, hey, some some people have to worry about even the, in their homes aren't really even safe, you know, uh, because they might, you know, their parents might give them up, you yeah. know, for, for, for those things. And that's, that's scary, you know? And so I think there are students that are informed, but I think that, uh, you know, me, myself, I hope that this does raise money, but I also hope it raises awareness. That is an issue. And that's something that, um, students, parents, everyone should be aware about. And I never want, us because we live in America and because we have modern conveniences to forget that like there are people that are hurting. Yeah, know? yeah. And uh, and it's important to, like you said, raise awareness about that. And, and on a lighter note, you're doing that through kind of a cooking competition and videos, which, you, which you're gonna instrumental in putting yeah. all this together. Um, so I, I'd be remiss without asking you, because you're getting into more cooking videos. So what is your favorite thing to uh, to eat and to yeah. cook. I mean, I may be giving hints to yeah, some yeah, of the competitors yeah. here. So, but yeah. what are, what are some of the things you're you're like now that you're kind of diving into more yeah. the basil and everything else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've really loved using the wok, and I've loved making like so. I love making like fried rice and stuff inside of it and stuff. And so, I've also been making like these uh, final recipe like these one pot pasta dishes that you can kind of you can cook the pasta and like reduce it. 
Uh, so like you cook the, basically usually when you make pasta, like you pour the water in, like you cook it and you pour the water out. Um, but if you do this in the wok or just in the end of the pot, you put the noodles in and you actually cook the noodles in the in the water. Would you have the water reduced down to like it's the, the starches in there and then you yeah. add like cheese or something and it becomes this really nice creamy sauce. Hmm. Then you add like fresh vegetables and stuff to that and it's like a one pot pasta that you make really wow. quickly. It has a good weekday meal and it's real real easy to make. And so I might make it tonight because I don't have any dinner plans. <laughs> also, <laughs> also like with this, Everybody from the podcast is going to come over to Justin's yeah, house. <laughs> it's funny like with this new thing like I've become the chef of the house you know and so uh, it's been cool though because like because Cassie's taking care of a newborn and doing this stuff it's, I feel like it's my way that I can give back to the fam of like you know Cassie's taking care of our kid and doing all different stuff and oh, while I'm home and like you know she's nursing and stuff like that so like there's certain things I can't do but I can cook and yeah. I can make and it's well, kind of like food therapy for you because yeah. it, seems, it seems like you really enjoy it yeah yeah so it's like a creative outlet you know because sometimes I'll get into the plating of things sometimes and like mm-hmm. stuff like that and so like is that my the best no but is it fun for me uh, yeah and I feel like I'm getting better and sometimes I just go off and do like fun things because like the other day I made funnel cakes because I was like I can't go to the fair this year I mean, I'm sure I can make a funnel cake at home. I did it. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and what's now a favorite uh, favorite cheat meal? Yeah, favorite cheat meal. I would have to say um, <laughs> I, I still I like I love like macaroni and cheese. Some okay. good mac and cheese is good. Um, With some truffles in it. Yeah, hey, maybe, I, I never. I've had that at restaurants. Never had my own. Uh, like, and a burger. I love a good burger. You know, um, and you can sure make healthy burgers, but for some reason. When they're not healthy, they're so much better. <laughs> when they get like an egg on top yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. A little greasy. You know, I don't know why. A little bacon, you know, but it's, yeah, a good burger. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to uh, uh, Speed the Light Kitchen premiering yeah. in, in mid November. Uh, Going to have the YouTube page up, Facebook page up by the time this podcast comes out. And then, uh, Justin, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I yeah, no problem it. at all. It's been a blast. Yeah. And looking forward to uh, uh, tasting some of the stuff. Hopefully, I, you know, I can come out there and help and judge. And, yeah. And uh, hopefully, Hopefully, you know, people can donate and yeah. give to the great cause and get some restaurants yeah. involved locally because this is going to be something that can be a community thing, yeah. right? Not just these three churches. Yeah. Is there anything quickly like, that you hope they make? I don't know. I, 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 mac and cheese sounds yeah, good to mac me. And cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, you know, like Italian stuff like pizza. Oh, okay. Pizza is always kind of a, 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 a kind of not easy, but, you know, it can be tough sometimes. But any kind of like, uh, you know, like theme stuff like, yeah. you know, tacos okay, or like okay. tail, tailgate food or okay. appetizers. So that, that kind of thing is always kind of fun because you see stuff on the Food Network. And, and so I, I love the idea to, to do this as a way to it's entertainment and it's these kids having a good time and they're you know they're their teammates or their classmates cheering them on, yeah. but also a way to really kind of speak about something bigger than us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's awesome. That's cool. awesome. All right, thanks very much, Jesse. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you. Have a great one. Once again, it was great talking to Justin. He really is a down-to-earth, very talented videographer and editor. He's going to be putting together those uh, episodes for STL, Speed the Light Kitchen, which you'll uh, be able to start seeing with a premiere this Friday, November 18th. And again, uh, episodes after that every Friday and Tuesday and so on. Eight episodes, they'll be eliminating the 10 contestants down to one final winner. But the goal here is to to help uh, women and children uh, dealing with uh, sex slavery. So many around the world that, you know, maybe you it's not doesn't impact you directly and you don't know someone, but it, it really impacts so many people and uh, doing the Lord's work, trying to get money to uh, to those folks. Thank you. 
So uh, as promised, I'm going to share with you some of my favorite foods for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the traditional, you know, as, as we talk about this cooking competition, the traditional things that, that I love to eat on Thanksgiving, of course, turkey and gravy, that turkey, that tryptophan, it gives you, uh, helps you fall asleep. Uh, actually, I, you know, the, my favorite part of the turkey, I think, is the skin uh, on that turkey. Some people take that off, and it's probably just some extra fat that I, I just love to eat. Um, I also love the leftover turkey on sandwiches the day or two after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Uh, some other favorites of mine, sausage stuffing, a recipe from my mom. Also, green bean casserole. My wife makes the best around. I promise you that. Uh, you know, uh, two or three times helping of that. And then for dessert, you know, some people say pecan or pecan pie. But for me, uh, I think my favorite, at least Thanksgiving dessert, would be pumpkin pie with some whipped cream on top or some, maybe some vanilla ice cream on the side. So that's my favorite thing for Thanksgiving. As for when I go out on long runs, uh, for those of you maybe new to uh, running a 10K or a half marathon or marathon or beyond, if I am uh, going out to do a 15 or more mile training run, we're going out to do a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. I'll get up and I'll uh, eat and drink about 90 plus minutes before, sometimes two hours, but usually at least 90 minutes before. I'll eat, um, you know, I'll, I'll drink two cups of coffee. Uh, if I can, and just to kind of help me wake up if I'm getting up early for a race or a run. And then uh, some other of my go-to things, I'll have maybe waffles and or a banana, uh, oatmeal, something easily to digest, a toast, uh, one maybe with the peanut butter on top, one with jelly on top, or maybe a Cliff Bar or some kind of thing that doesn't have too much protein. Uh, those kind of things, you know, um, I'm usually eating maybe about a, at least a 500, 600 calorie breakfast plus coffee. And I do it that early, 90 minutes or more before, because you want to let nature take its course. You want to, um, you know, be able to go to the bathroom before your run, <laughs> not uh, during your run. Uh, and then kind of backing up a little bit, you know, people talk about carving up. So before a 16 to 30 mile run, I will carb up about one or two days before. Uh, some people believe in this philosophy. Some people don't. Um, so I'm usually having like some pizza, some pasta, some uh, rice with chicken, something like that. And then after the run, I just eat what I want, right? <laughs> after uh, burning, you know, 2,000 to 4,000 calories on a run like that, uh, I, um, I'm eating, you know, anything with kind of heavy protein, like a, a big fat cheeseburger, maybe some pizza again if I didn't have that a few days prior to that. Um, barbecue, uh, anything, fried stuff, you know, uh, and big desserts. So uh, I, I get to kind of uh, enjoy the rewards uh, after burning, uh, you know, sometimes at least a day or two of calories within a three to four hour span. So that's my kind of uh, go-to foods uh, before, during, after runs and uh, looking forward to eating some food for the STL Kitchen cook-off uh, cooking competition. Hopefully you can go to stlkitchen.org and, and donate, give to some uh, the great cause, give to these kids that are working hard and, and learning how to cook as they go, uh, but also to, to watch those episodes as well as they come out. They'll be on their Facebook page, their, uh, their YouTube channel as well, STL Kitchen, easy to find. So uh, again, thanks to Justin Gaston, uh, Pastor Max Samples for all their hard work making that happen. Turning now to our uh, closing prayer. Dear God, just thank you for this time together. We pray for this uh, competition, that everything goes smoothly with it. 
that God, that you will be glorified through it, that uh, money will be raised and uh, people will, will have fun with it. But God, but just the, the putting you first and uh, just doing your work and helping those that are uh, the least of these, those that are in need, that that are going through some really challenging, deadly times uh, with this sex trafficking and sex slavery. We pray for uh, the the uh, victims. We pray for the offenders as well, Lord God, that you would soften their hearts. And uh, we just thank you, God, for this opportunity to uh, to be thankful. Just a reminder of Thanksgiving to be thankful for, for you, your glory, your mercy, uh, your, your love for us, no matter what we've done, that you love us despite that. And uh, God, that we can be thankful for our family and everybody has safe travels. And uh, Lord God, we just uh, thank you for everything that you do for us on an hourly basis. Let us not forget that. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. You know how it is. We uh, uh, Last week, we talked about the election and prayer for that. Uh, we need prayer for everything, right? And uh, so uh, that happened and uh, still still happening. Uh, votes still being counted. Runoff still happening. And uh, looking forward to in the next few weeks uh, as we have Thanksgiving and beyond, we're going to um, maybe talk about some fitness and military stuff. So uh, stay tuned for some uh, exciting conversations when it comes to that. And uh, I'm uh, training for my next marathon, hopefully going to be in mid-January. So i got a couple months to go. Still, uh, I'm climbing that ladder. In fact, uh, this Saturday... I will be doing something called the Beat the Bird Half Marathon, where I will, for the second year in a row, dress in a full uh, turkey um, bird outfit, a felt one from head to toe. And instead of running the 5K, I'll be running with folks for the half marathon, just having fun. Not not going to be running fast, but it's going to be cold, thank goodness, because I'll be in that full costume. So looking forward to uh, you guys coming out to Columbus, Georgia, and helping to beat the bird. Beat you can see if you can beat me in my costume. So uh, we'll talk about that maybe the next episode, uh, how that went. So uh, God bless, guys. Have a great week.